This episode is brought to you by Traveling Psychology Girl, where we declutter and organize your mind, home, and office. Traveling Psychology Girl is about more than just having decluttered closets and organized cupboards. Decluttering and organizing should be a state of being in one's everyday life. And Traveling Psychology Girl is here to help you with the skills to make it happen. Traveling Psychology Girl is built on five biblical principles. And some of the services offered are, of course, decluttering and organizing, as well as scheduling, homestead, and garden startup. Our goal is to help you use the five biblical principles on our website to keep peace flowing through your mind, home, and office. Visit www.travelingpsychologygirl.com for more details. Have you ever been outside and you've seen one of these bugs that kind of look like a big moth? And it has these eye spots on the top of its head. And it kind of freaks you out the first time you see it. It's kind of intimidating. And it makes you think that this particular bug, because of the size it is, which uh, is probably about a little bit more than an inch, almost like almost two inches. And... The size of it is intimidating and the eye spots are intimidating and it makes you think that this bug is really dangerous, maybe even poisonous to eat if it was eaten by another um, insect or, you know, whatever the case. But then as you find out what kind of bug it is, you really find out that it's just really pretending to be something it's not. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What bug am I talking about? It is called the Big Eyed Click Beetle. It's not a moth, even though it looks like a moth. It is a beetle. And it's the Big Eyed Click Beetle. So, I'm just going to read a little bit about this beetle. Not a whole lot, but this is coming from, let's see uga.edu so this is an extension of them uh, doing research on this particular beetle it's called cultivating Cherokee County this was in Cherokee County and let's take a look it's the UGA extension Cherokee County uh, website and it's on the big eyed click beetle so this beetle is commonly referred to as the big-eyed click beetle or the eastern-eyed click beetle. The click beetles are uh, of the insect world and if they are turned over on their back they are able to flip themselves in the air and land on their feet. This action creates a clicking noise which helps with their natural defense. It spent most of its life, which is about two to five years, in the larval form as a wireworm. Most wireworms are pests as they feed on vegetation, but um, 
they are meat eaters and they dine on larvae of many undesirable insects like wood uh, wood boring beetles and flies um if you read more about this beetle it's intimidating to predators um and because of the eye spots if a predator sees this beetle um it doesn't really want to eat it because it's afraid you know that the the big eyed the big eyed click beetle is going to do something to it or be very dangerous for it so thus this beetle is essentially essentially pretending to be something it's not because it turns out that the beetle is totally harmless completely harmless this beetle does nothing it doesn't bite um it doesn't attack other you know insects other than larvae eating them and so it's totally harmless so it reminded me of a particular story in the bible of a character who there are several people actually but the story that i'm going to cover today it's people pretending to be something they are not just like the click beetle so i'm going to go ahead and dive right in I'm going to read from the easy read version and I'm going to read from 1 Kings chapter 14. And it reads, at the time of Jeroboam's son, uh, uh, Abijah, I did look these words up, became very sick. Jeroboam said to his wife, go to Shiloh and see the prophet Abijah. He is the one who said that I would become king of Israel. Dress yourself so that people will not know that you are my wife. Give the prophet ten loaves of bread, some cakes, and a jar of honey. Then ask him what will happen to our son. And he will tell you. So the king's wife did what she what he what he had told her to she went to the home of abijah the prophet in shiloh and it is also starting to rain so i'm going to go indoors and finish this podcast out be right back in a moment okay so i am back and i'm actually still outside but i'm protected from the rain it literally (laughs) literally is just like nice It's not doing anything and then it just starts suddenly just starting to pour down raining. And that's how it is here in Georgia. So I'm going to begin again at verse 4. So the king's wife did what he said. She went to the the home of of Abijah, the prophet, and Shalom. Abijah was very old and had become blind. But the Lord said to him, Jeroboam's wife is coming to ask you about her son because he is sick. I will tell you what to say to her. When she came into his house, she pretended to be someone else. But when Abijah heard her coming to the door, he said, Come in, I know who you are. You are Jeroboam's wife. Why are you pretending to be someone else? I was wondering the same thing. Why are you pretending to be someone else? I have some bad news for you. 
Go back and tell Jeroboam that this is what the Lord God, the God of Israel, has said. Jeroboam, I chose you from among all the Israelites. I made you the ruler of my people. David's family was ruling the kingdom of Israel, but I took the kingdom away from them and gave it to you. But you are not like my servant David. He always obeyed my commands and followed me with his whole heart. He did only what I accepted. But you have sinned worse than anyone who ruled before you. You stopped following me and made other gods for yourself. You made those statues to make me angry. So Jeroboam, I will bring troubles to your family. I will kill all the men in your family. I will destroy your family completely. What's that? Like fire burning up Doug. Anyone from your family who dies in the city will be eaten by dogs. If you've listened to previous podcasts, there was a lot of people who was eaten by dogs, by the way, which in and of itself is quite a story but anywho and anyone from your family who dies in the fields will be eaten by birds the lord has spoken wow verse 12 then abijah said now go home your son will die as soon as you enter the city all israel will cry for him they will bury him but he is the only one from jeroboam's take this in they will bury him, but this is the but he is the only one from Jeroboam's family who will be buried. In other words, he will be the only one that would die and not be eaten by dogs or birds. This is because he is the only one in Jeroboam in Jeroboam's family who pleased the Lord, the God of Israel. Okay. So <laughs> I really felt bad. For this man because you know he sends his wife out he couldn't even go himself but he sends his wife out uh, and has her pretend to be somebody she's not but then the Lord reveals to the to um, Abijah that she's coming so even though he's blind he knows because the Lord shows him and she takes loaves of bread and some cakes and a jar of honey this is very custom you know this is just you know when you whenever you were going to be uh inviting someone to your home or a prophet would come to your home you would always uh have something prepared for them so this is custom so this is why she's doing this and it's also kind of like a peace offering as well right you know you i come in peace here is a cake um and so um, she brings these things, but she's pretending to be someone she's she's not because her husband told her to. And then, you know, uh, Abijah is very is blind. He's old and he's blind. But the Lord, you know, reveals to him that she's coming, and he tells him what to say. And then on top of this, the news is not good. And if you continue to read, you would notice you will find that she goes home, and as soon as she walks in the door, you know, her son dies. I don't know how old he was um, during this time, but he was the only one in this family that pleased the Lord. So it's just very amazing that in this story, there's, you know, a lot of pretending 
when I don't really understand why he had to pretend or he had to have his wife pretend because it's like you really you're lying because you're not going yourself you're sending your wife but then you have her pretending to be somebody she's not and it, it seems like in these situations in the Bible if you read other stories where people were pretending to be someone that they're not the Lord always revealed it to the person that they were going to see so the Lord reveals it and then the news is not bad. So you, you know, you were appointed over Israel, but you're not even doing what you're supposed to be doing. So therefore you have consequences coming and the Lord's consequences. If you read anything in the Old Testament, it just really seems like it was harsh. But that just goes to show you that the Lord is very strict when it comes to his obedience. When he commands us to be obedient and we choose to do whatever we want to do. He will allow things to happen in our life that seems unfair, but it's not unfair because the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. So it's better to be obedient than to sacrifice what you want to do. Sacrifice not living by the word and the word of truth. And so here it is. He was, you know, uh, following other gods. And not only that, he made the gods. He made gods for himself. If you go back and read verse 9, it says, But you have sinned worse than anyone who ruled before you. You stopped following me and made other gods for yourself. So he made other gods. And then it says, You made those statues to make me angry. You did this to make the Lord angry. I don't know if he really intentionally did it to make the Lord angry. It appears that maybe he did. Um, and, you know, he got into some trouble. And, of course, you know, most of the time when we get in trouble, we call on the Lord. Even if we act like we don't believe him, we sure will call on him if we get into trouble. But he made these other guys to make him angry. Maybe he did it not really with the intention to make God angry. But I don't know what you thought was going to happen if you decided to serve other gods. But he did this. And so because he did this, the Lord brought harsh punishment upon his whole, his entire family. And I think it's also amazing that sometimes there's trouble in the bloodline of the family because of something one person did. And so it's really, really important to, you know, really live your life the way that you should in Christ, because your your decision, the decisions that you're making could go down to the bloodline. But the Lord did have mercy on his son because his son pleased him. His son was ill and he was going to die. But his rewards are in heaven, right? Because he did please the Lord. And, and therefore, when he died, his body whether he was alive to know it or not was going to be not going to be eaten by birds nor dogs but he will actually have a real burial you know a proper burial and people would mourn for him but for the rest of his family his entire family and i don't know how many that was but his entire family would have to suffer because of him you know it's like because of our forefathers right because of the mistakes that they've made so it's just very, very unfortunate because I even see in the story where uh, Jeroboam was really being de de deceitful. He's really being deceitful. Um, he could have went himself, but for, ever, for whatever reason, he sent his wife and then wanted her to pretend to be somebody else, which is also deceitful because it shows me that he knew that 
you know, he was going to be in a bit of trouble there. But maybe if he was pretending to be somebody else, he could then trick the person uh, for, to, to well, uh, Abijah to do what he wanted him to do. So very deceitful, very deceitful. Having your wife dress up to be somebody that, you know, she's not. And then you really trying to trick yourself into or trick somebody else into giving you the answer that you want. Um. And you're really only doing this because you're you're in trouble, you know, because your son is dying and you don't want your son to die. He's sick. It doesn't say he's dying, but he's sick. So I'm assuming sick unto death because he wants to know well, what's going to happen to my son. I want to know what's going to happen to him. And then he didn't have the voice of God for himself, obviously, because, you know, you know, he wants to, to see what the what the prophet or the king is going to say that the Lord is saying to him. And maybe I shouldn't say the voice of God for himself, because at this time, Jesus had not died on the cross and left the Holy Spirit to speak to us. But he did not have the wherewithal within himself to seek the Lord for himself. So his way of seeking the Lord for himself, because he was, you know, no longer really in the in the presence of God, or at least trying to abide by the Lord's commands that. He has to seek his have his wife go afar off to get a word as opposed to, you know, um, trying to find a prophet that's more, you know, nearby or, you know, however they would have done it at that time. He was not doing he just know he wasn't doing good. And so he's got to send his wife and trick someone to giving him the answer that he he wants. But, you know, really, it backfired. And so I think this is just really a phenomenal story. And it really makes you have to question yourself and your actions. And, you know, am I pleasing the Lord? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? And if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, how is this going to affect my family down the line? And um, David was a man after God's own heart. Even if David's family, um, who was ruling over Israel, did not do what they were supposed to do, David did. And we all know that David made plenty of mistakes. He made a lot of mistakes, but he still was a man that was after God's own heart. But unlike Abijah, he was not. He was not a man's after God's own heart. He was not. And so that's why all of these negative things came upon his life and it affected his entire bloodline. So just very interesting stories. I want to encourage you today to be aware of what you're doing are you worshiping idols is facebook more important than getting in your word is instagram more important than getting in your word oh boy it is really coming down you know what's more important in your in your life you know are we going about the day just going about the day but we're not taking the time to acknowledge the father and then when trouble comes, when trouble comes, then we want to seek the Lord. But that is not the time to, to seek the Lord when you have been deceitful. You only want what's best for you. You have not done your part, but you now want God to do something for you. Do not be deceitful to the Lord. And it's amazing that you can be deceitful to the Lord. He was obviously deceitful by sending his wife. He was being deceitful. And, you know, there really wasn't a punishment on her other than 
probably having to see her family suffer and losing her son. Um, and I don't know if she was really a, maybe she was a part of the problem too. I mean, I, after all, she did, she was the one to dress herself and, you know, she was being obedient to her husband, you know, according to the customs of this time. But it didn't, it, it never said anywhere in there that she opposed it. And maybe she did, we don't know, but it never said that she had a problem with it. And I think that if she did, that would have been a significant aspect of this. But wives were, you know, they did what they were told during that time. But the punishment came because of this one man, this one man. And oftentimes that's all it takes. It just takes for you, that one person just not to do right. And you've messed it up for the whole family. You ever heard where, you know, it's one person mess it up for everybody. Okay. Uh, I remember I was working on uh, doing a contract with a job and uh, we could take our laptops. We could take, you know, it was a very low key job. So we could, long as we was doing our job, we could take our computers and we could work on whatever we wanted to work on. As long as the students were doing their work. We could do what we wanted to do, but it was, you know, it just was one or two people who were never checking in on the, with the students and was only doing their own thing. And it messed it up to where then, you know, the rule was made to where we could not bring our computers um, on the contracting job at all. And so um, a lot of times it's just one person. It just takes one person to mess it up for everybody. I mean, even as a mom raising my, my children, there's things that I have three children. There's things, there's times where it was only one child that did something, but because I had to correct it over and over again, and it was not listening, um, that one child messed it up for all three of them. Because at that time I'm just fed up and I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. So, you know, they messed it up for everybody. So this is a situation where you know, sometimes if you're not doing what the Lord has told you to do, you mess it up for everybody. Everybody connected to you. If you're a pastor and you keep messing it up, you mess up your whole church. Sometimes, you know, may even lead the members astray because they mess it up. And I've definitely been in situations, you know, I was a part of an organization where a man was in charge and he was of high power and high standard. And he was doing some things that he was not supposed to do that was against the word and it really led a lot of people astray it was that one person that messed it up for so many other people so i think the lord is showing us um in this text just how important our positions and our roles are and this is why if you are um the head of something a leader the responsibility is higher on you and um, the effects of what you do um, is higher. The Lord holds you um, in higher accountability. Um, and so, and um, there is one place even in scripture where it says, woe you scribes and Pharisees. And there's a, a special place in hell for you because of what you do and how you lead people astray. So you have to be very careful of that. And I think that this particular text in the Bible is, is a text that we can really examine that and examine our personal lives and, and um, really find out if we are living the way Jeroboam lived. And I definitely don't want to have the life of him. I want to 
have the life of David where in spite of the mistakes I've made, it's really about the heart. I have a heart after God. And and if Jeroboam had had a heart after God, this whole situation would be different because again, we know David screwed up all the time. I mean, he killed a man because he wanted his woman, you know, and, and he got punished for that, but God loved him. You know, I mean, he did a whole bunch of things and the Lord loved him uh, because he was after God's own heart. So that shows you that you can, you can have screw ups in life. You can really mess up, but if you're after God's heart and it's all about the heart, then you're not going to necessarily have a harsh punishment as uh, Abijah had. Um, you know, David lost the son that him and Bathsheba had. And I believe that that was part of the punishment for him because of the sin that he did. And again, it comes back around where he messed it up even for his wife um, that he took, you know, that he basically took because you don't deny the king at this time. You don't tell the king no. You do what the king tells you. If the if the king takes you in, you you're you have to do that. And so he messed it up even for her, even though it was not even her fault. So, you know, it's so many places where we have to check in and examine ourselves. And so the biggest thing here is just really having a heart after God. If you have that heart after God, then you know, you may make a mistake and you may even have to you know, experience the consequences of it, but there is grace there. So you don't, you're not messing up a whole bunch of people's lives behind it, you know, not in the case of, of, of Ajaya, but then also you're not going to ruin it for generations to come, right? Because you have a heart that's after God and, and his grace abounds. And there are even cases where you, there's not even harsh punishment because of God's grace, but we know that that was not the case for him for Abijah so I hope that you got something out of this message I hope I didn't change the pronunciations of these names I did look them up so I believe that I am pronouncing them correctly um but um I hope that you got something out of this message and I just want to thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast and listen to the podcast um I don't know if you're in an area where you're hearing the cicadas now. The cicadas are definitely out now. I did do a podcast on the cicadas. So if you have not heard about the cicadas, do go back and find that podcast. Um, It's very interesting because they are definitely out and singing at night. Okay, so go back and enjoy that. But I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will be with you. Ding, ding, ding. Next time. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. Now, I wanted to take the time to sort of correct the pronunciations of these people that I'm talking about because the names are very similar. So you have Jeroboam, which is the young man who had a son by the name of Abijah, Abijah, who was sick. When his wife pretended to be someone she was not and she went out to see the king or the prophet, the prophet's name is Ahijah. So you have Abijah and Ahijah. Yes, I know. As you can see, these things can be confusing. So I wanted to come back on really quick to make sure that you understand that Jeroboam is the man who has the son 
who is dying and he sends his wife to pretend to be someone she is not and she goes to see the king who is Ahijah. Abijah is the son that is dying. So want to make that very clear. So as you listen to the podcast, if you catch the mistake, then you will be able to know the difference of who these people are. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Kristen, and thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. You know, the Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, maybe after listening to the podcast, if you are not saved, you're thinking, I would love to give my life to Christ. If so, all you have to do is confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, and he will, and then say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And you know what? It is done. You are saved. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to follow me on social media, I am at three different places on Instagram. You can follow me at KB Simple Life, Encouragement from Kristen, or my business page, Traveling Psychology Girl. Thank you so much for listening and supporting what I'm doing here. God bless you. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.